With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello again, Hawkeye fans, and we're back for another installment of our Hawkeye History Podcast. Hopefully you folks are enjoying these. I've gotten some pretty good feedback so far, and nobody's been mean, so I guess we're doing doing okay. Um, and I hopefully you'll uh, like this, this week's guest, former Hawkeye and NFL tight end Brandon Myers. Um, appreciate him joining us and, and giving us some feedback about his time at Iowa and the NFL and what he's doing now. And uh, we were talking a little bit before we started recording, Brandon, uh, you're in Arizona now, right? Family, kids, things like that. Uh, yeah, we're, uh, we're out here in the desert. Um, <laughs> my wife and I, we got a little boy. He just, uh, just turned two. So he, uh, he, it's funny. The heat doesn't phase him. So he, he's <laughs> wanting to be outside all the time and we're trying to, bring him back inside and uh he's just enjoying it out here and uh as are we um when you say heat give the listeners kind of an indication (laughs) of what type of heat we're talking it's a dry heat right is that what they tell you well they yes that's (laughs) the first thing that everybody says is it's a dry heat well when it's 115 degrees it doesn't matter if it's dry (laughs) or humid or it's it's hot it's uh people ask me uh, to give them an example, I'm like, well, have you ever opened up a, an oven when you're, say, you're cooking a pizza or whatever? You open up and that heat hits you in the face. That's kind of <laughs> what it feels like when you walk outside. So that's that's as, about as close as uh, explanation as <laughs> I can get. How did you guys end up there? Uh, so my wife and we bounced around a little bit. Obviously, when I was playing, uh, we never we never really put down roots just because, um, for whatever reason, you know, I. It, well, I know the reason was, you know, in the Bay and, and when I was with Oakland, you know, mm-hmm. that's not a very cheap place to buy a house. Sure. And then, uh, you know, after four years there, then I went and ended up going to the Giants. <laughs> and that's another place where it's uh, not the cheapest to, to, buy, uh, to buy a place. And, you know, we, we were talking about starting a family and we wanted to put down roots. And my wife is actually from California. Um, knew a lot of people in Arizona. Uh, it, you know, it's, it's close enough to California without having to pay the, the state taxes. And, sure. you know, so we can, go, we can go visit and we can jump on a flight to go see her family. Or, and, you know, we're only a two-hour flight away from Iowa. So uh, we just, we picked Arizona. You know, it's been three years now and uh, it, it's growing on us. But, you know, it, it's definitely not Iowa. But, uh, and, and my wife would say it's definitely not California. But uh, we're adapting and we're making some friends and kind of putting our roots down. And it, it's been fun so far. So did you guys meet, did you meet your wife when you were playing with the Raiders? Uh, yes, I did. Yes, okay. I did. Yep. It's funny. Cause a lot of the guys that I've done this with, 
it's they met their wives in college. So you obviously went through college without meeting your wife. So um, <laughs> <laughs> a little bit of a different story. But however you get there is is fine as long as you're happy, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, funny story. Uh, so you know, I'd always heard you know when I was a rookie, you know, it's stay away from the stay away from the cheerleaders. You know, they're <laughs> they're off limits. Well. Long story short, Al Davis, uh, you know, when he was he was still alive at the time, and that was one of the first things uh, that I had heard was that you could you could talk to the cheerleaders. You know, it wasn't like you're going to get in trouble. Well, you know, ten years later, uh, I met my wife. She was a cheerleader, so <laughs> <laughs> so that's kind of how it all went down. But cool. um, I'm I'm thankful for Al Davis for you know not <laughs> having that rule. So, so it worked out. Um, I want to go back to like when you you got recruited by Iowa and, and, and kind of do a kind of a chronological um, kind of review of, of where, how you got to where you are today. But I wanted to ask you first, um, you're kind of in this fraternity of what's really taken off now. I mean, I always felt like Iowa was tight end you, but I think it's even gone up a notch you know, with what George was able to do, you know, with the 49ers last year, and then the two round, two first round picks with, with TJ and Noah this past year. Um, I guess, what's it like being part of that? And what are some of your thoughts on, on those three guys in particular that are kind of, uh, you know, taking the NFL now by storm? Yeah, man, uh, being retired now, I kind of sat back and reflect a little bit on, you know, my time in Iowa, you know, it was always one of them things where we always, you know, maybe so we're tied in you or whatever. Uh, you know, we had a lot of guys that came through there. Um, a lot of guys that had great careers in the NFL and at Iowa. Um, I just think those three guys really like solidified, kind of took Iowa to the next, to the next level um, with today's passing game and, and what's what people do a lot in the offenses, you know, the tight end is, uh, is so pivotal for, for a lot of things, you know, you can, if you have two guys that can like those guys were never playing together, you know, uh, it kind of keeps the defense on their toes, but I, yeah, I just think that they, they just kind of took it to another level and you know, what they're, what, what Kittle's been able to do and, and what these two rookies are about to do. You know, I, I just think it's just, it's going to continue to grow and it's going to put more of a spotlight on, on Iowa. And, you know, I, you know, I, if I, I know if I was a high school kid and I played tight end and I wanted to go to the NFL, you know, I mean, I think that it'd be a pretty, pretty easy decision, but, uh, you know, the, the guys that I played with, you know, like Scott Chandler and, and Tony Moyaki, uh, you know, that was just kind of the, you know, Dallas Clark was before us. I didn't play with him, but, um, mm-hmm. th- those are the, those are the guys, you know, they had, had good careers and, you know, they, they were maybe bigger recruits or whatnot, kind of got the, the ball rolling and, uh, you know, I'm just just feel lucky and fortunate to to be a part of to be in that room with those guys and with that coaching staff. So, you know, th- those three young guys right now that are playing, man. Uh, you know, I'm so excited for the season just just to watch and see how they develop. And and you know, with with Kittle, you know, he he's out in San Francisco. He's with um, with my old tight end coach, John Embry, mm. and. Uh, Man, I, I just think the sky's the limit for that guy. You know, he's got a great coach. He's got in a great system. So, you know, like I said, I'm just excited to watch all of those guys. A little bit more on that topic. Um, 
What is it? Is is it the preparation you guys get at Iowa? I mean, when you got to the NFL, did you feel prepared for what you had to face going up to another level? You know, I was thinking about this question. Uh, I've been asked this question quite a bit, actually. Uh, I was thinking about it before I started uh, talking. And, uh, you know, it was such an easy, as a seamless transition from Iowa to the pros that, uh, I mean, obviously uh, – you know, everyone at the pro level is, is elite, but it was just the way that we went about our business at Iowa was, was, was very structured towards the NFL um, practices. You know, it was, it was realistically, it was like I was still at Iowa and I was a rookie at Oakland. You know, we, we did dang near everything the same. So it was just, it was one of the things where it was an easy transition um, physically wise, you know, and, and routine wise. Uh, obviously, you still gotta set it, put the work in, and you know, learn the offense and do those type of things. But uh, you know, I was very similar to every every stop I had in the NFL. And your path to Iowa was not the most conventional one. Um, I know I wrote about this years ago. Um, we're both getting old now. Me a lot yeah, of yes. you. <laughs> um, so we've got some years between when this happened. Um, Take the listeners back through kind of your recruitment. I know you and I was involved and, um, you know, it looked like you were headed there initially until Iowa came yeah. in kind of later in the process. Yeah. Uh, it's a long time ago. Let me think back. <laughs> you know, I, uh, I really wanted to play basketball, to be honest with you. It was one of right. the, basketball is one of them sports that I'm the type of guy where if, if if I can practice something on my own, like I'm going to be pretty good at it because I'm going to put the time in and work. Uh, so, you know, growing up basketball was my, was my first love. Uh, you know, I could go out back and I lived on a farm, so there wasn't much to do besides shoot baskets. <laughs> and, um, you know, I did the whole traveling AAU thing and, um, it kind of hit me at, at the Nike camp there in Indianapolis when, um, you know, I was playing against guys like Chris Humphreys and Chris Paul and, right. uh, you know, LeBron was there and all them guys. And, and you know, I could have I could have went and played basketball, but uh, it wouldn't have been at a level, um, you know, like a D1 level. And then I knew definitely I wasn't going to be able to um, make make some money playing it. So I I kind of uh, went back to the drawing board and, and I'd always played football. Uh, I actually didn't go off for football beginning of my freshman year because I thought I was going to just train for basketball season. But uh, luckily, I went out. So I'd always played football, and uh, I'm from a very small school uh, in Iowa, PCM. So, uh, you know, I, I joined late, and I, and then, uh, you know, w once I kind of started – it's not like I didn't take it serious, but I, I kind of started going to some camps to get recognized. You know, we – I think at one year at, at PCM, we had 30 guys out. So it wasn't like we were a, a big powerhouse in football. Um, I, I kind of been getting recruited a little bit in basketball, but, uh, you know, I was kind of new to the game of football. So, uh, I, you know, I, I went to the Iowa camp and I kind of was on the radar a little bit. Um, you know, they were, they were trying to get, uh, you know, some bigger name guys and, um, you know, for whatever reason, you know, some of the guys fell through the cracks and, you know, they were trying to get me to, uh, to walk on, be a preferred walk on, which was great. Uh, but I, I just remember promising my, my parents, you know, you know, they had always been so supportive of me and <clears throat> we'd, uh, you know, we travel around the United States, basketball, baseball or whatnot, you know, so I just told them, you know, I, 
I'd really like to get a uh, to get a scholarship. So I was always there, but it wasn't they it really wasn't that serious. So you and I kind of came in the picture and kind of sweetened the deal for me. They told me that you know first couple of years I could uh, I could be on the basketball team or whatnot. You know they were mm-hmm. they were going to give me a, a three quarter scholarship or whatnot. Um, I said like, okay, you know that, that's almost full, whatever. And I was still going to be able to play basketball, but it was the last, uh, the last day and, um, excuse me, hold on. <coughs> Sorry. I'm fighting a little bit of a cold. Um, I just got over the same thing. It's awful. Yeah. Yeah. Summer colds are the worst, but, um, <laughs> yeah. So Iowa kind of came in last minute and, you know, offered me a scholarship and, you know, that was, I, I can still remember back, back when I was young, listened, to. Uh, to Zabo, you know, in the tractor in the combine with my grandpa, you know, listen to Iowa games on Saturdays, you know, and to run out of the tunnel or whatever. So it was, it was kind of, you know, I was obviously growing up in Iowa. It was, uh, it was definitely a big, big dream, big goal of mine, you know, and then, um, once they, once they actually offered the full ride scholarship, you know, it was, it, it, it was, it was fantastic. It was great. But I, I remember telling coach Farley, you and I, you know, I gave him my word and, uh, I really struggled with that. Uh, you know, I was like, well, when I give somebody my word, you know, I'm going to stick to it. And, um, you know, so it was about three days before signing day. And, you know, I'm talking to Coach Morgan's at the house. And, you know, who who doesn't love Coach Morgan? My parents were, <laughs> were you know, he, he knew everybody in the state of Iowa. He had stories for days. And, uh, you know, but it was still at the back of my mind. It was I, I gave Coach Farley my word. But um, it just happened to be, it was like a day before signing day and, uh, the snowstorm hit Iowa and, um, we were maybe delayed a couple hours or didn't have school that day. And my mom stayed home from work. And, uh, the previous couple of days, you know, I've kind of get home from school or not or whatnot and kind of hold up, get hold up in my room and play video games or whatnot and try to get my mind off of things. And, uh, so my mom, my mom stayed home from work and, um, she kind of she made me realize, you know, Brandon, this is your, uh, this is your goal. This is your dream. You've always wanted to play for Iowa. And it kind of hit home with me. I was like, yeah, you know, it made me realize that I wanted to go to Iowa, you know, for the longest time, but, uh, it was still, you know, I, I couldn't, I couldn't tell coach Farley, no, that, you know, I had to break my promise, but, um, you know, she just kind of put an ease to me and, you know, just, made me realize that this is really what I wanted to do. And, uh, so I ended up calling coach Farley and I I've told people in the past, it's kind of like breaking up with a girlfriend, you know, it was like the <laughs> hardest thing I had to do, especially him. He, you know, he's a very intense guy. And, you know, uh, I really got liked him, you know, I got to know him really well, but, uh, so that's, that's kind of how I ended up at Iowa is like, you know, a day before signing day. So. Was part of it also you talked about basketball, having to give up that basketball dream that you would have been able to do it at Northern Iowa. That had to have been a kind of a mark on their side of positive. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, and I played with uh, like Ben Jacobson and uh, Grant Stout. They were they were mm-hmm. at UNI. So I was familiar with those guys. We, we'd travel basketball, you know, around the United States together. So, um, but yeah, not being able to play basketball was, uh, was a little – challenging at first but uh i soon realized once i got to iowa that uh (laughs) there was no there was no time (laughs) for any basketball activities right so what was that first year like at iowa that red shirt year i know a lot of guys say that's kind of the eye opener especially with coach doyle uh yeah absolutely um 
it, it didn't take it didn't take long to get my eyes opened. You know, we got to we got to the weight room. You know, I was freshman in the summer, and I was like, holy cow! Like, I'm so far behind everybody that like I I don't fit in here. You know, I went from a small two A school where um sorry one second <coughs> where um you know I didn't have to lift weights. You know, I just kind of relied on my athletic ability. Right. And uh, I got I got to Iowa and that was kind of my my moment I realized you know that that I need to really take this serious and, and whatnot and um so yeah kind of really opened up my eyes and I and I had never and then we got on, that wasn't even on the field yeah I get on the field and I'm like holy what is seven on seven like I don't even know <laughs> I don't even know what seven on seven is like we practice against trash cans like most of the time in high school so <laughs> it was definitely a, a big learning curve but uh you know it took took a couple of years to to get everything going, but, um, it all worked out in the end. So those, those, I guess your red shirt freshman year and red shirt sophomore year, were you mostly, you were mostly on special teams, right? Is that kind of how you broke in? That's kind of the way a lot of guys break in. Yeah. You know, um, you know, it was, you know, I maybe played a couple snaps, you know, against Maine or something like that, but, uh, it was, it was special teams. And I knew that I had heard, you know, other Iowa, players that come in and they kind of give the speech on I think it was a Friday after practice you know a lot of a lot of guys that's kind of how they got their their foot you know foot in the door and I uh, kind of took it to heart and I just realized that you know if I'm gonna if I'm gonna get on the field you know I got a lot of guys ahead of me that are pretty dang good at tight end so you know I'm gonna try to take advantage of it and I kind of accepted that challenge and um you know, fast forward, uh, you know, once I was in the league, you know, I was behind Pro Bowl guys and I was kind of back to the special teams thing again, you know, just kind of mm-hmm. staying in the mix. And, I, you know, I just really focused on special teams and uh, kind of making a name for myself there. That's kind of how it worked out. So those in, oh, what would that have been, oh, five, oh, six, that was – Scott Chandler and Tony, right? Were they kind of well? Tony yep. was hurt a lot too. Yeah, I mean, unfortunately, you know, after Scott graduated or got drafted or whatnot, um, you know, it was Tony and I. It was my junior year, and I think we were playing Wisconsin. And he, uh, I don't That's know if he like right. dislocated his elbow or something like that. Yeah, I remember wrist, that. But um, that was kind of my oh. <laughs> my oh shit moment like hey this is uh <laughs> in camp randall uh so yeah I'm, you know unfortunately uh he got hurt but that was kind of my opportunity to uh, step in and uh you know it's kind of i always prepared that way to prepare like you're the starter even if you're not you know because you never know when when your number's going to be called and if you know you can jump in and have a seamless transition from the the guy ahead of you you know you, you can stick around for a while I know I've talked to guys on that 07 team from, you know, Klinkenborg, Humpel, uh, Albert Young. They said that 07 season was just as about as, as frustrating as a season as you guys had talent on that team. It just never seemed to come together. Was that the, uh, was that the year we didn't go to the bowl game? Yeah, that's a little, I think it was, was it central yeah. Michigan or Western Michigan? Uh, Western you guys Michigan. lost yeah, yep. the last yep. game at home. Yeah. It, you know, it's just, it was weird how, you know, we had a lot of great leaders on that team. It was just, uh, for whatever reason, you know, we just couldn't, couldn't get it all together at the right time. But, um, 
Yeah, I uh, I do remember that off season after we didn't go to the bowl game for sure. That was <laughs> that was quite the off season. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, speak on that a little bit and kind of you know you guys kind of had a, a bumpy start to two thousand eight, but then you got it rolling. Yeah, um, remind me again who who we played in. Uh, I'm trying oh, to think, you guys. We beat we, Iowa State. I remember that. Beat Iowa State, but that was after the Pittsburgh game, I think, where um, that's when uh, the Pittsburgh yeah. game is yeah. when the quarterback battle really heated up. That's when Stanzi yeah, kind of yeah, going yeah. back. Now and I forth. remember. Yeah. You know, and I think, you know, when when you got a starter who's who's been, you know, going with the ones the majority of the offseason in camp and beginning of the season, you know, I think it just took a little bit for us to get going. Uh, we leaned heavily, obviously, on Sean, and um, yeah. things just kind of, kind of went from there. You know, we we had some pretty good guys up front, and I tell people this all the time. Um, you know, I, I might not be the best blocker, but if I have Sean Green behind me, he make he makes me look pretty <laughs> damn good. So, but yeah, that was that was a special season. You know, once we got going, and um, you know, that was one of the things I'll never forget. You know, with Sean, you know, Penn State stuff like that. That was. That was a that was a special time in our lives. Yeah, you guys lost that heartbreaker at Illinois and then didn't lose again. And that one at Illinois was I know talking to some of you guys after that game how frustrating that one was. Yeah, there's nothing worse losing to Illinois and then losing to Illinois at Illinois. I mean that's, yeah. that's just a double a double kick. So <laughs> uh yeah. <laughs> um do you kind of remember what happened after that? What kind of got you guys going after that? Because you didn't lose again after that. I mean, you guys destroyed South Carolina in the Outback Bowl. Um, you know, I'm trying to think. I, I'm sure it was one of Coach Ferentz's meetings or maybe Coach Doyle, you know, after we had a loss or something, he'd always have a pretty good uh, speech and – you know, I'm thinking it was probably something like that. You know, and we had you know, we had some pretty good seniors leadership on that team. Mitch King, Matt Kroll, those guys. Yeah. Um, I think we kind of just maybe we learned a little bit the, from the year uh, previous, and uh, it just hey, we're not going to go down this path again. You know, you, they always talk about leaving the jersey in a better place. I think maybe it's one of them come come to Jesus moments meetings that we had, and kind of just took things in our own hands and, and got it going. Um, what do you remember from that Penn state game? That was kind of one of those magical moments in Iowa history. Yeah. Which is nice. Cause it's on TV all the time. So I kind of get to like <laughs> pump my chest up a little bit and brag to my wife about it. But, uh, I, I remember, uh, I think it was every, all the crowd was wearing like green shirts or, and, yes. um, I remember it being really cold, and uh, I want to say Joe Paterno didn't allow heaters on their sideline. I think I remember that. Um, I just, you know, just remember that was from from the from the start of the game. I want to say it was like our first drive. Like we we got down there, and we might not have scored a touchdown. We might have kicked a field goal or whatnot. But it was just uh, one of those games where it's back and forth. Um, I want to say. Tyler Sash had a pretty big interception that game. Yep. Yeah, it was that was I remember that one. Um, and then just the last couple drives, 
obviously I remember those pretty, pretty well. Cause I had a couple of big catches, mm-hmm. um, you know, and then it, it, you know, it came down to the, to Daniel Murray and, uh, yeah, it was something I'll never forget, uh, you know, the, all the hard work that you put in all them years, you know, from being the 10th guy on the depth chart to the summer workouts and, you know, all that, it was just kind of all came together and, um, it was a definitely a special moment in, in, in my life and a lot of guys on that field, you know, was something I'll never forget. You had four catches for 43 yards in that game. <clears throat> uh, Darrell had seven for 89 and a touchdown, but you were second with four for 42. Yeah, yeah, not bad for a slow kid from a small <laughs> school, right, that got a scholarship <laughs> offer last minute. But, um, no, it was just uh, – it was just – that was a great, great team win. I think you remember uh, they had the pretty explosive wide receiver. I um, can't remember his name. Williams, maybe. Yeah. And then uh, big old quarterback. And, you know, our, our defense played lights out, and we did just enough on offense to, to get the win. You know, that was, that was pretty special. Again, that was their number three in the nation. So, that's pretty big time for Iowa, so. And coming off of that Illinois game, too. I don't think a lot of people saw that one coming <clears throat> at all. Yeah, you know, maybe that's just what the doctor ordered. You know, maybe we needed a little uh, little wake-up, you know. You can't take things for granted week in, week out. You know, it's like Coach Ferris says all the time, you know, it's one game at a time, one play at a time. You know, you just got to keep punching the clock every day and go to work and good things will happen. And you talked about leaving the jersey in a better place it seemed like that that was your senior season in 08, that kind of – you really did leave it in a better place when you see what happened in 09. Yeah, man, that was – it was weird. Like, I didn't even play in 09. You know, I'm a rookie. You know, I, was, I was fortunate enough to be in Oakland with uh, Gallery. And, you know, it was just – it was so fun to, to be in that locker room and be able to talk smack to everybody. And, <laughs> you know, I was watching every game and – I really felt like I was a part of that team for some reason. It was weird. Um, maybe because I won a lot of bets with the guys. I don't know. But, uh, <laughs> I really, really enjoyed watching those guys that year. And, you know, going to the Orange Bowl was pretty special. You know, somewhere, you know, I, I got to Florida like three times for the Outback Bowl and the Capital One, but I uh, never got down to Miami. So they uh, kind of live living through them a little bit. What was it? Uh... I know we talked earlier about, you know, you being prepared um, for what came your way once you got to the NFL. But what was what were those first few years like when you're, you know, you're a six round draft pick, you're trying to just make it into the league. And, and, you know, this is kind of, you know, you do or you don't. And, you know, there's a lot of guys that don't. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, there was guys drafted ahead of me in that draft class that didn't even make it to, <clears throat> to training camp. So. I found out real quick that it's now it's your job. It's, it's a business. Um, and I forgot who it was. It was like, the, someone told me it was like, the more you can do, the longer you'll stick around. So, you know, I, I wasn't much of a, uh, like a pulling through, you know, like a fullback type, you know, I just was never, never really good at it, but I remember just practicing it a lot and getting the reps, studying it you know, making sure I was ready. And, you know, sure enough, I mean, it might've been my rookie year or second year or something like that, you know, fullback went down, 
you know, it wasn't like I got 40 reps back there, but I got five plays that um, helped the team out. You know, it was just mm-hmm. one of those things where if you, if you prepare like you're a starter, the more you can do, the more the coaches can rely on you. You're, you're going you're gonna to be able to stick around for a while. You know, and we kind of already talked about it with special teams. You know, I, uh, you know, you see a lot of guys that, that get, that get drafted or whatever, you know, their, their receivers maybe, or special, you know, running backs, they, you know, they don't put on the special teams, but as a tight end, you know, I knew that that was going to be how I, how I stuck around. And, um, you know, fortunate enough for me is I think it was my, you know, I wasn't sure if I was going to make the roster or not, but, um, it was like our third preseason game or something like that. I think I had a couple tackles maybe on special teams or an assist or something like that. And then I, I had a pretty big game. So, you know, it's a tight end. So I kind of showed my value there, I guess you could say. And uh, I stuck around. So it was, you know, special teams and just always preparing like you're the starter. So that's kind of what got me through those first couple of years. You kind of got yourself established. And then um, I got to figure it's, one of the highlights of your career, the 14 catch game, um, that doesn't happen a whole lot from for tight ends in the NFL. Uh, yeah, uh, it's funny. I was, I, uh, I coach football down here in Arizona, and um, one, our DB coach, he was actually on that Browns team <laughs> that oh, played. He was like a safety. <laughs> So it was like, you know, offense, defense coaches, you know, especially tight end safeties coaches, we talk a lot of smack, you know, we go back and forth. So that was one of the things where he could, he, that was always my trump card. You know, that was a, that was a special, special day. Um, it just, you know, it never really phased me throughout the game that, you know, I was, that I was getting a lot of catches and lots of, you know, it was just, um, it was, you don't really think about it in the, in the moment. And, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it was something that uh, it didn't really hit me till till the next day. I go into the to work and I had a really great coach that year. It was a guy named Al Saunders. I don't know if you watched the Hall of yeah. Fame speech with Tony Gonzalez. Um, yes. We we had just transitioned from our tight ends coach left and went to LSU to be a receivers coach, and uh, so they hired an O line a guy with an O line backstory. Uh, you know, so he didn't know a lot about the the passing game. So Al Saunders jumped in. He's kind of the the passing game coordinator for tight ends, I guess you could say. And you know, he he brought in this thick packet of paper, and um, he he kind of sat me down. He's like, you know, what you just did like doesn't happen a lot. He's like, it's very special, something that that you should be very proud of, you know, and to do this. And, uh, you know, it was just, he was kind of the one that made me realize how, how big of a moment it was, you know, as a player, you're, you're kind of in the game and you don't really think about it. So mm-hmm. uh, he kind of brought it to light. And, you know, I, I, I still think about that often. I got a couple of pictures in my, in my man cave from that day. So it was, <laughs> it was definitely pretty cool. Not the most, you know, what were you in Oakland for four years? Is that right? Uh, yeah, yeah. So three different head coaches in four years, that had to have been not ideal. Uh, no, it's, it's never <laughs> an ideal situation to be in. Um, it kind of made you adapt. You know, you gotta you gotta learn a new offense um, every year. I guess you could say. Uh, we even actually funny. I was talking about this yesterday with a coach and. Uh, 
So I was there four years, and I think we had we had four years, four offenses. So we had Hugh Jackson in OC, and then he became head coach, so we mm-hmm. kept the same offense. But I think that year we had Carson Palmer came in like week eight or something like that. Mm-hmm. Jason Campbell got hurt, broke his collarbone, so they, got, they brought Carson in. And instead of learning him learning our offense, we learned his offense. So it was all like a check with me at the line of scrimmage. So I was just telling people that, yeah, it was uh, four offenses. It was like four or five offenses in four years. So it was uh, definitely not ideal, but it's one of the things where no one feels sorry for you, you know, so figure things out and, and move on. And then you move on in what, for, in 2013 and, and play for Tom Coughlin, um, Hall of Fame coach. Yep. Uh, what was that like? You know, it was uh, it, it was it was special. You know, being being a part of the Giants. You know, they have a, a great tradition. You know, they won a couple of Super Bowls. I got to play with uh, Eli Manning, David Deal. You know, like uh, I got I got to play a little bit there in the preseason with Tyler. So that was cool. Yeah. Um, it was definitely. It was just. It was just so different from Oakland. You know, New York City is. You know the Raiders aren't a small market team. Obviously, they have a great following, but uh, New York was a was a whole different level. And um, you know, just the tradition alone, you know, with the Giants was was cool and it was special. And to meet some of the the former players that always come through, you know, it was, it was just really I got a sense of a family. You know, once you're a Giant, you know, you're, you're always a Giant type of thing. So, and I got to play practice against guys like Justin Tuck, Jason Pierre-Paul. You know, like. I mean, that was, yeah. uh, you know, every day was, was, man, I just hope to, hope to hang on. You know, there's just guys that have played at a high level for so long. And, um, you know, it was, it was definitely, definitely a special year. You know, I was only there for a year, but I, I got, I learned a lot from it and uh, something I'll cherish forever. And then on to Tampa Bay with Lovey Smith. Um, another guy whose name is well known in this, in these parts. Um, yeah. What, what was that? I mean, that's pretty, I mean, you're going from the Bay area to New York city to, you know, Tampa, that's just from a, um, you know, a, a area of the country point of view, just some stark contrast from, from the places you played. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, Tampa was a great experience. And you know, at first I didn't, I wasn't really sure. Um, you know, I'd been there a few times for bowl games. Um, but you know, that first year, you know, Jason Light, the GM and, and Lovey brought me in and, you know, I, you know, I loved everybody in the, in the front office, you know, in the locker room. Um, but we had a, I, I want to say, so we, we had, I had to learn another offense. We had, um, oh, what's his name? Tedford. Uh, it was from Cal. Jeff Tedford. They brought, yep. They brought him in as the OC. So here I am, we're learning this new offense again. And we got all new coaches, so everyone's, you know, kind of piecing things together. And I think it was our third preseason game in Buffalo. He had suffered uh, some health issues, and I'd never seen him again. And uh, so that whole year was very interesting. You know, we got all new coaches, a lot of new players, new quarterback. Josh Josh McCown was there, or McCown was there. And, um, you know, so – being a, being you know a new guy and a new team and uh, OC to leave you know with health reasons you know, 
needless to say, we end up with the first overall pick the next year. <laughs> so mm-hmm. it was uh, it was a long year. You learn a lot about yourself. Um, you know, I've been on some not so great teams uh, in Oakland. Uh, you know, even with New York, we started zero and six, but uh, it, it was a different. It was a challenging year, but you know, I learn a lot, you know, if you don't learn, learn things from bad experiences, then you're kind of doing yourself a dis- disfavor. So, you know, I kind of took a lot from that year and kind of just kept it moving. And, and, uh, we had a better year the next year. That's for sure. And then was Lovey there the third year or was that Dirk Cutter? No. Um, he was there two years and then, uh, they had brought Dirk in as the OC from Atlanta, I believe. And then, um, that was my second year there. And then once Lovey got fired, they, they hired Dirk as the head coach. Okay. Um, so then 2016, I guess, was your, your final season. Um, did you know it was time? Were you ready for it to be done? Um, kind of, what was that like? Uh, yeah, I I definitely knew it was, was time. Um, I was having a good conversation with our strength coach uh, in Tampa and we were just talking and uh, he brought up a good, good point. He's like, you know, if you're thinking about it, it's, you know, if it's on your heart, you know, on your mind a lot, you know, football's not a sport where you can be kind of toes in the water type thing. You got to kind of be all in. And uh, after having that conversation with him, you know, I was like, yeah, man, like I kind of know this is, this is my last, my last go, you know, unless, you know, something crazy came up, but I was, I was to the point where, you know, I've been very fortunate with injury wise, nothing, no major surgeries or not, but, um, you know, I just got, my, my body was not responding. Like I was a young, young kid at Iowa or even a, <laughs> a, a young rookie anymore. Um, so I kind of knew and, uh, I was, I was good with it. You know, I, um, it, it took a while. Cause you know, you're, you're always known as, as a football player first, you know, you know that's kind of your identity right. and you hear some stories of, of people trying to find their identity, which I'll be honest with you after retiring, I, I it was tough, tough transition, but there that last year in Tampa, I kind of just knew it was, I was ready to move on and, um, you know, I was at peace with it. So, uh, so yeah, I, we, once the season was over, we, took a vacation and then uh, moved to Arizona and kind of just went from there. And you did catch a touchdown from Jameis Winston your last year too. So that's kind of, it did. (laughs) How's your body now after playing eight years in the NFL and four years, five years at at Iowa? Uh, I would say it's okay. I, um, you know, like I said, I didn't really have any major surgeries, but uh, just, just the grind. You know the five years at Iowa with with all the training and all that that we do and all the all the practices um, and then the NFL obviously it's it's year round you know anymore you know guys are working out year round and um, it was starting to take a toll on me um, so you know nothing major but um, I got I got a little few issues and like I said now now I'm coaching now so standing standing on my uh, on the field during practice you know after a while which I'm sure it's not just me. I'm sure everyone kind of feels that way, but, uh, you know, I got some back issues or whatever, but nothing, nothing serious. What, uh, talk to us about what you're doing coaching wise, where, where are you coaching and what are you, what are you doing? 
Yeah, so I live in uh, the West West Valley of Phoenix, Glendale. Actually, I can see the uh, Cardinal Stadium from okay. where I live. And uh, there's a there's a high school here. It's called Liberty, and um, it's last year was the first year being six A, which in Arizona six A is uh, is the uh, the the highest class, I guess you could say. And uh, you know, it was weird. One day I was on the golf course and I emailed the athletic director and I just asked him if they needed anybody to you know kind of gave my backstory. And uh, within an hour, the head coach called me. And, you know, asked me if I'd come into practice. And uh, once I did that, I was, I was sold, man. He, uh, it's funny. We were talking about the structure from Iowa to the NFL. It's crazy. The way, the way Coach Smith runs his program here at Liberty is, you know, it's, it's a lot like Iowa. And, you know, it, there's a lot of similarities that I was, was really comfortable with. And um, so, yeah, I, uh, from that day on, he gave me a bunch of gear and said, we'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> and I said, whoa, whoa, whoa. You know, I hadn't, I hadn't really discussed it much with my wife and I kind of show up home with show home with, uh, a bag full of, of clothes. And she's like, well, <laughs> I- I'm guessing you, uh, accepted this job. I was like, yeah, absolutely. You know, I got to practice tomorrow. And, um, <laughs> no, it's pretty good. I, I, you know, I just volunteer, uh, coach tight ends and, uh, it's awesome. You know, I feel like, uh, I was, I was blessed with a lot of, experiences through through football that you know why why not i'm doing myself a disservice and doing other people around me a disservice so i'm not sharing some of my some of my knowledge some of the things that i picked up throughout the years so i'm coaching tight ends here and um you know it's great you know the the kids are at that age you know they just kind of soak everything up and you know it's it's been fun you kind of like i was saying you know the first couple years after retiring you know i kind of kind of lost my identity i wasn't really sure which direction i was going to go and uh being around these kids you know kind of kind of gives you that locker room feeling again it kind of gives you that you know being around the coaches you know it's kind of that locker room atmosphere where you're talking you're talking football you're giving each other a hard time and uh so it's been great you know as much as I tell them as much as I'm here to help you guys out, you guys have been helping me out just as much. So uh, it, it's been a great transition to, to coaching. And uh, it's funny because every coach that I've ever had, you know, say, Hey man, like, you know, don't do it. Coach to coach, you know, a lot of hours, <laughs> a lot of hours, you know, a lot of time away from your family. But um, I was like, Oh no, it's high school. It's high school. Kind of got my eyes opened up. Uh, you know, even though it's high school, it's a lot of time. So no, but it's been great, you know, and uh met a lot of great coaches, you know, smart coaches, you know, you, you know, I kind of thought I knew it all until uh, I was getting around some of these guys that have been doing it for 30, 40 years. And, uh, it, it's been fun. Do you like catch yourself sometimes acting or coaching like the coaches that you've had through the years? <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes, yes. And no, um, that def- yes, definitely. Uh, it was funny the other day, or no, it was last year. Uh, the kid came up and he's like, Coach Myers. He's like, How many pieces of gum do you go through a day? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, Ah, yeah, quite a bit. Uh, and, you know, obviously, uh, Coach Ferentz is, is a big gum guy. And then, um, and, uh, to Coach Saunders, you know, going back to my Oakland days, sure. um, you know, he, here he is. He's, I don't want to, I don't know how old he is. He's, you know, 
late sixties, seventies, maybe, you know, I, I could be way wrong. Um, you know, I'd be making a catch and I'd finish downfield, you know, and turn around and he'd be right there giving me a high five. And I always thought that was really cool. And then, you know, I kind of caught myself doing the same thing. And I got one of my guys, you know, I'm like a proud dad, you know, one of my guys makes this great catch over the middle and runs down, you know, to the end zone. And I, it's just kind of that kind of, you know, I was just kind of taken after coach Saunders. And I always thought that was cool that my coach was down there. The first one to, to high five me. So I kind of take that into to my coaching now. So I think the kids kind of like it. You get back to Iowa much anymore? Yeah. Uh, I try to go as much as possible. Uh, two, three times a year. Your folks um, still live in Iowa? Yes. My, okay. uh, both of my, both sides of my family, they all live within, I'd say probably 20 miles of each other. So, okay. uh, yeah, I like to get back and, um, you know, do a little hunting and, uh, catch up with family. And I miss the, the colors of Iowa, you know, the greenery, you know, being down here in the desert, you kind of, you kind of miss that. So, you know, I was just back for over the 4th of July. My old man has a uh, construction business, so I went back and poured some concrete. And right on. Got, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's funny, I was telling the story, uh, you know, most times you get off an airplane, you go home, you kind of catch up, sit around the table and talk. Well, he picked me up and we went straight to work and in 20 <laughs> minutes, the humidity of Iowa, I was sweating, I already sweated through a shirt and I was, you know, I was like, well, it didn't take long to get, to get back to, to Iowa to, <laughs> to be working so no i i enjoy those type of things getting back and seeing family and friends uh it's uh it's important to me it's important to you know my wife and i and we uh we enjoy it you know there's a special place you know iowa is a special place and uh, as much as we can get back there we, we we try to often have you gotten back to any games since uh oh yeah i uh we we try to go to one a year Um, I was at the Ohio state game a couple years ago, which was fantastic. (laughs) We hadn't even gotten in our seats. Uh, they had already, I think it was a pick six. Um, went to a couple games. Uh, yeah, we went to Wisconsin last year. Uh, wasn't the outcome, but we had a, we had a great time. We enjoyed the, the new, uh, North end zone. That was cool. That was cool Mm -hmm. to see. Um, show my wife, you know, we've been back in the off season too. show my wife, uh, the new, the new training facility and all that. So, uh, yeah, we, we try to get back as much as possible. She, she had never, she had never been to, uh, to Iowa city and she looked at me one day she's like, Brandon, like, I don't know how, I don't know how kids graduate. Like Iowa city is so much fun. Like, <laughs> she's like, I, she's like, you would never know. Like you hear of Iowa, you're like, yeah, you know, especially being from California. She's like, ah, she goes, man, this is, this is such a fun area. Like, yeah. Trust me. I know. I, I, <laughs> I went to school there for five years. So I, I understand what you're saying. Yeah. I've lived here for 25. Don't tell anybody. Let's keep this a secret. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, it's definitely a hidden gem. That's for sure. Ah, so that kind of leads me into, uh, at the end of these podcasts, I like to kind of go back down memory lane with you guys and ask some questions from, from your time at Iowa. And the first question is, uh, what was your favorite place to hang out when you were in Iowa City? Not not a restaurant or bar, but just kind of something around campus or something in town. Hmm. My favorite place to hang out. Well, I spent a lot of time in the weight room. Uh, <laughs> uh, non-restaurant, non-bar. Hmm. Probably Finkbine. I love playing Finkbine. You know, I okay. came from... Uh, 
we have a little nine hole course in Monroe that, uh, you know, the fairways are nice, but they're not quite like as nice as Fink Fun. So man, <laughs> right. I, I had a roommate that, that worked there at the clubhouse. So I spent a lot of time out there, you know, getting some tokens for the driving range and, and playing some golf. So I had a lot of fun out there. Uh, next, now we'll let you use the restaurant or bar feature. Uh, what were your favorite, <laughs> you know, your favorite place to eat or hang out, uh, restaurant bar wise, just kind of kick back. Um, I really, really enjoyed uh, the airliner. Obviously, I mean, mm-hmm. that's you probably heard that a few times from some oh, yeah. guys. Um, I really like the good deals at sport, the sports column. You know, not having yeah. a lot of money in college, you could, <laughs> you could get a, get a nice bang for your buck. Uh, so, you know, anywhere down there in that area, down there in the Ped Mall was uh, was was very special. You know, there's just something about it. I mean, not necessarily. You didn't have to be going you know, there late at night, even during the day, just walking through there. Uh, I really enjoyed spending a lot of time down there, just uh, hanging out with friends and, and whatnot and having a good time. What was your favorite um, course to take or favorite professor when you were at Iowa? Uh, so I had, um, I was a health and sports study. I don't remember the name of the class, but it was, um, her name was Jennifer Metz, Dr. Metz. I think she's Mm -hmm. Dr. Metz. Uh, she was fantastic. She, she helped me out so much and, and not just school wise, but life wise. And, um, yeah, I, I I owe her, owe her a lot, you know? And then uh, I think another person would be, um, Mrs. Walker at the, uh, at the uh athletic uh i don't even know the name of it like we're the, the athletic like study hall like Dr- where the learning center, Dr- Dean center yeah yeah so uh yeah she she was one of them she i can when i was there i kind of considered her like my mom she was always there <laughs> to, to help me out and, and it wasn't just me she helped everybody out so it was uh it was you know, going going from a small program to, to to Iowa, you know, it's a big transition. So she she was definitely the one to, to help me out the most. And you touched on this a, a few minutes ago with with the uh, with your roommate being at Finkbine. What who were your roommates throughout the years at Iowa? Uh, I'll never forget my first roommate. <laughs> it was uh, Anton Narinsky. Okay. Um, well, he's going know, on. He, he's going on to have an interesting life. Uh, he's, he's a very interesting guy and like, and, and that's, that's nicely put it. Like he is so unique. Like I, I show up and all of a sudden, you know, we're, we just meet each other and we're, we're getting our bunk beds lined or whatever. And, um, I'm getting to know him and all of a sudden, like first week of school, like maybe the second week is first week, you know, syllabus week, but uh second week, all these like older football players are in our room. I'm like, what in the heck is going on? Like, this guy must be like really cool. Like all these old guys, like, like to talk to him and hang out. <laughs> well, come to find out he's like, a like a brainiac. Like he is like a genius. Yeah. And, uh, I had no idea. And he's like advanced all these classes. He came in with like, I don't forget how many credits. And, um, so yeah, that was, that was interesting. And then, and then, you know, he's from Russia or like his, Family's from Russia, and he speaks fluent Russian. And um, you know, it's during the during the middle of the winter, and my mom's like, "Brandon, you've been getting sick a lot." I'm like, "I know." My roommate keeps the keeps the window open at night, 
and he keeps saying that's what they do in Russia, so you don't get sick. But I was like, well, I I'm not used to that. So uh, we 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 shared a special bond, you know. Was, and um, you know, I've I've been out in L.A. I trained out in L.A. there in the off season. He was he was out there doing his thing, and we've mm-hmm. gotten together and had lunch a few times. Um, it doesn't look like he eats anymore, but uh, I was probably <laughs> the only one eating. But uh, yeah, so as Anton and I lived with Andy Brodell um there for my last couple of years so uh we had we had some mutual friends that we all lived together it was just us two uh football wise but during the summers we always had the freshmen that came in and they you know they they stayed with us my parents had a house right there on melrose so we always had an open door policy any freshman that wants to come in and can pick up after themselves they can they can live with <laughs> us for the off season so uh, and then the last one um Kind of your favorite Kirkism uh, story from Ferentz, tendency that you had, <laughs> kind of things that you look back at now and just either, you know, look back on fondly or laugh or all those things. Uh, I have a few, but uh, the one I was going to say, I don't know if I should. <laughs> um, <laughs> give, us, give us all of them. We want, we want all the Kirk. No, nah, you know, I want to be invited back someday. So, <laughs> I think it was probably the, the biggest thing for me. He, he might laugh at this too. I don't know. But, uh, you know, in recruiting, you know, I was getting recruited there for a while. And we go to, uh, like, I don't know, it was Outback or Texas Roadhouse, somewhere over in there. And, um, you know, every time we go on a visit, he's you know, super nice. And he, the one thing that always stuck out with me, my mom's name is Freyna. It's P-H-R-A-N-A. And, no one can ever remember that. And they always butcher it. And he always knew my mom's name and, and, uh, it always made her feel special. I thought that was really cool. <laughs> so he's like this super, super nice guy. He's like godlike figure, right? In Iowa, everyone, you know, worships coach, as, you know, as, as I do and everybody else. And then I'll never forget, uh, the first day at practice in camp. And it was like, I was like, man, I, I messed up pretty bad. I was like, wait, this coach Ferentz guy has always been so nice to me. I was like, you know, now he's like cussing at me and swearing at me, <laughs> throwing his gum. And I was like, man, times have changed. You know, I'm not, I'm not the recruit anymore. You know, I'm the, I'm the guy messing up the drill and, you know, holding up practice. So that was, that was a, a memory I'll never forget about coach. <laughs> well, that's good stuff, Brandon. And, um, Good, good spot to end on. I've kept you probably longer than you wanted me to or longer than I anticipated, but it was a, a great catching up with you, man, and, and I'm glad things are going well for you. And um, do you want to, I mean, just to end on this, I mean, you, you're in coaching now. Is it something you feel like, I mean, you got a young family too. Is it something you, you're looking at as maybe a possible, you know, climb the ladder coaching, or is it just more now just kind of to keep you involved in the game? Uh, I've kind of went back and forth on it a little bit. Um, I think if it would be the, the right fit, I would definitely like to get into the college ranks. Yes, because um, the whole recruiting aspect really, really intrigues me. You know, just uh, getting the kids that not necessarily you want, but like, you know, you can offer kids. Or, and, and I'm kind of going through that right now with the high school thing, you know, just um, – you can't recruit in high school, you know, you, you can't necessarily get, you see some of these kids that you would love to have. Um, mm-hmm. No, so I, that 
the the college level I think would be would be great because you know so many of them coaches helped me in ways not even just football wise it was like coach Morgan you know always being there for me helping me out in situations you know and coach Doyle for as much as as we butted heads because I was a you know I was a young punk and I thought I knew everything and you know guys like that like kind of shaped who I am today and Mm -hmm. To be able to 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 pass that along to the next, you know, if I was coaching to the next generation, I think w- would be would be very special. Um, kind of, you know, so like I said, I'm back and forth. Um, I'm just just getting kind of getting my feet wet right now at the high school level. So so we'll see what happens. Well, good luck. Well, all all us Hawkeye fans will keep an eye on that and kind of see see where your career goes in that aspect. I'm sure if you talk to to Coach Ferentz and some of the Iowa coaches, they would. Uh, give you a different side of recruiting. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm sure. But uh, yeah, it's it's fun. I've been around the game now for you know going on 25 years around here, so uh, I enjoy it and I enjoy catching up with you guys and enjoyed watching you play and following your NFL career. And again, I really appreciate you joining me and and taking that walk down memory lane. Yeah, man, I really appreciate it. And uh, if, if you ever need anything else, you know, just let me know. I'm uh, I'm always available and uh, looking forward to the season this year. Hopefully big things are coming and uh, I'll be there watching on Saturdays. So. Right on.